This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Hey, everybody, it's All Songs Considered from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. We're sharing some of our favorite episodes from over the years since longtime host Bob Boylan announced his retirement. So this week, we thought we'd share an episode we did a while back about songs that should retire. Songs that may be great, uh, songs that we absolutely love, and they get overused and overplayed way too much. This was an episode we did just for fun uh, with NPR Music Stephen Thompson and Tom Heisinger. Enjoy the show. So uh, about a week or so ago, I'm sitting in a restaurant in New Orleans. Here, right now, I'm sitting with Stephen Thompson and Robin Hilton. And music's playing, as it does in restaurants, uh, most of which I uh, often ignore or or the noise is so loud you don't hear. But uh, this song uh, began to play. You with it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A child... <laughs> a child arrived just the other day. Came to the world and in the usual way. But I don't know how many times I've heard Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin, but it felt at that moment it was just one too many. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just, just like maxed out. That like, is it. <laughs> like, I've really had it. It's, it's a good song. I mean, the lyrics about a father and a son who. The father's just too busy, and life just goes by, and it's there's a sadness and a beauty to the it's a great to the song. song. It's a great song. But uh, but enough. <laughs> you know, I, I worked at a grocery store uh, for a number of years, and the the music they played overhead was looped, and it always seemed to time out when I. Cl- Clocked in for my shift each day, this song would come on. <laughs> I think a child arrives. No. How great would it have been if at that time you had a son that you were missing out on time with in order in to work store. at the grocery store? Because I, this song is shorthand for guilt tripping dad, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. But you know, one one of the really important distinction about the song is it's a great song. That's right. It's mm-hmm. a great song. But this show is about the songs that I'm going to title it Hallelujah, the songs we should retire. And and so we're going to make here a case for uh, songs that we think are great songs, but enough. Don't need to hear them anymore. Don't need to hear them anymore. A little bit? When it came to college, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Good post, Bob. <laughs> Oh my and we're, gosh. And we'll, we'll kind of define it along the way. But yeah. we're, we're just talking about songs that are undeniably great, but it's time to send them out to pasture. Yeah, you mm-hmm. bet. So uh, I'm going to let um, Stephen Thompson, how about that? Well, go, go. You, you tipped my hand a little bit. You, you, you titled the episode Hallelujah, <laughs> <laughs> the songs that we're going to retire. And the song that, uh, the first song that I want to talk about is Hallelujah. And when I think about uh, retiring a song, I was having a conversation the other day about this idea, and the idea came up of when you retire an athlete's number. Yeah. Uh, when you say, like, look, no one on this team can ever 
represent this number the way Dan Marino did or whatever. So you retire his number. You're not saying... Who's Dan Marino? I'm oh, Jeez, Bob. Jeez, Louise. He was an Ace Ventura pet detective. <laughs> um, so so you're, not, you're not saying let's never, let's never acknowledge Dan Marino ever again. You're not saying Dan Marino's bad. You're saying we're putting Dan Marino's number up on the wall. And if we want to visit it, ourselves we we can but so if you want to play a song in your living room go ahead so right i love the song hallelujah as written by leonard cohen as performed by jeff buckley uh to a lesser extent i i also think rufus wainwright did a very nice job with it i've talked to people who think his version is better i've talked to people who think katie lang's version is better and i'd go with john kale who sort of set the model for uh jeff buckley and, right. And, and verses and so forth. It has been performed many times by many wonderful singers. In, and it is, I think, an objectively great song. But over time, Hallelujah has become shorthand for any time you're watching a TV show or a movie and you're trying to establish something sad is happening. And the song Hallelujah comes up, whoever's performing it. And, and I just think it's time to set that song aside. And I will listen to that song on my own time. It is one of my favorite songs of all time. But I think it has now become overused. Anytime a song goes from incredibly meaningful to performed on every singing show on TV, (laughs) it's time to set it aside. Okay. Let's give a listen to Mr. Jeff Buckley. How's that? song it really is and and uh i think leonard cohen himself said that he he considered jeff buckley's version kind of the definitive it's been performed many times in many ways by many brilliant artists the time has come to set it aside i I wonder and we don't have to answer this right now but if you have one great which is that we need songs for occasions sure and this fits so many occasions and often occasions of sadness and gatherings uh, think about alternatives as we... Uh, what about the children? <laughs> think of All the, children. the kids who are coming think up of... now who won't hear this because <gasps> we've sent it out to, to pasture. And I was going to bring this up later, but maybe now's a good time to point it out. Maybe when we talk about retirement, we are simply talking about cryogenically freezing. <laughs> We're talking about taking a song because new people are born every day, right? Yeah. Uh, a, a 10-year-old has not necessarily heard Hallelujah who would love Hallelujah when they're 20. So maybe you set aside a song for cryogenic freezing to be brought out later. It goes to the Smithsonian, and that's where it's kept. 
<laughs> and if you want to hear it, you have to go there. To the you museum. have to listen to it on microfiche. Right. right. And, uh, and, you know, it's a touring exhibit, so you, you, hope, you hope it comes to your town, or at least the nearest big city, so you can make a trek out to catch this song. But actually, your, your pick of Hallelujah, hallelujah uh, it made me think of a song that wasn't on my list, but maybe should be, and that is this one. Okay, this one's for Gabby. <laughs> Undeniable okay. oh, yeah. tearjerker, beautiful, yeah. best version of this ever, and so overused. Let's let's listen. This is Israel Kamakavivole, uh, somewhere over the rainbow. I don't know. It may fall into a category we've been talking about leading up to this show, which is the songs you can't touch. Mm. Right. Mm, I don't know. And I mean, what, like, you, you just, you, uh, yes, it's overplayed. Yes, it's overused. I think we need to have a poll. Yeah. I think okay. two things we need to do. I think, one, we need to ask our listeners mm-hmm. for the songs they want to retire, because we'll get to 10 or so here, and there are many more yeah, <laughs> that need it. And then we should also, like, when we start to get the ones that are seem to be in the top 10 or 15, let's do a poll. Let's do a poll that says retire, yes or no. untouchable. Oh, good. That's yeah. Fun. Good. That's a great idea. I mean, ret- I, you can when you think about retiring a song, it can also mean, like, you don't get to cover this. This has been definitively done. Yeah. Right. And right. I think I think you could say that about, about Somewhere Over the Rainbow and, and is. Okay, let's say if you're out there and thinking to vote, what would you do with this song here? I'm fine retiring this one. Are you? Yeah. I was. I thought for sure you'd be battling to keep no, it. No, no, I'm fine. I'm torn. Yeah, I mean, this is one, certainly I don't think it should be covered. That's, I, I think maybe you hit the nail on the head. Because hearing John sing it, hearing John Lennon sing Imagine, still gives me chills. Sure. But hearing, uh, you know... It on a whatever a commercial or or hearing or like just a, any or like somewhat a, sing, some singer somewhere singing it or like a benefit concert yeah. or something. Right. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think one of the tricky things, and and you'll notice there's a little bit of a recurring theme with what we've talked about so far, which is artists who are no longer living, and and so and and sometimes in the case of Imagine, it's often associated with the artist's death, huh. and and so I think like you are establishing like that is we are listening to the definitive version of the song i don't want to hear it touched by someone else okay but i'm going to say retire or untouchable and i'm going to keep that as the two choices okay okay but i'm not the only one i hope so 
you want to take the next pick, Stephen Thompson? Sure. So I'm going to introduce a new category, and I think you're going to know what this category is as soon as you hear the opening strains of this song. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. <laughs> it is a little crazy. I know where I'm voting on this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, now, is there a, is there a subcategory for take a song, uh, put it in a pile, burn it, take the ashes, load the ashes into a rocket, blow up the rocket, feed the ashes of the rocket <laughs> to an angry animal. <laughs> and, and send it into space. And send that animal into space. Uh, <laughs> now, one of the criteria we were talking about is, have you ever liked this song? Yeah. And the first time I heard the song Happy by Pharrell, I thought, this is cute. This is charming. What a sweet little song. The world needs more little you know, pinholes more of sunlight. Happy. More happiness. What's wrong with happiness? And then this song went through cycle after cycle after cycle on pop radio where it never went away. And he performed it at the Oscars, and that seemed to start a new wave of this song never going away. And for years, this was like the only song. <laughs> and I'm so unbelievable. Can, can, You're you, so can, happy. can we turn the song off? No. It's still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you meant? Throws headphones across the room. <laughs> Another great post there, Bob. <laughs> I think there there are songs that when we talk about retiring them, one of the things we're talking about is we're in, in many of these cases, we're just sick to death of them. Like, we have reached peak having heard this song. There is not a point at which at which hearing it again is going to do anything but trigger a certain like, are you kidding me? I think it's it's not just that we're sick of them, but that they, they've lost their power. Yeah. yeah. When you listen it's to wallpaper. them, you no longer, yeah, they've become wallpaper. You no longer, you no longer feel anything when you listen to it. Well, I think when you feel, oh my God, Bob, you're the worst. Um, when you feel, when you hear a song and the first thing you feel is, besieged <laughs> that, that that's what i what i what i'm getting at here the other song that i thought about playing which we will not play is the song shape of you by ed sheeran which most is... streamed song of all time on spotify over one and a half billion plays and think about that streaming is voluntary <laughs> <laughs> they actually did that they went and actually played the song but somewhat Voluntary too. Yeah, if you listen to a playlist, playlist, uh, it could just pop up on a playlist. But yeah, that's true. It certainly implies. I mean, given how many times it's been streamed on YouTube, sometimes that pops up too. I guess. Anyway, yeah. that song will not go away. He had a whole nother single after Shape of You that came and went, and Shape of You is still all you all you hear on the radio. Anyway, that should also be fired into the sun. <laughs> I, I have a. I have a, a songs we should fire, fire into, into the, the sun. sun. <laughs> that implies like this massive government um, yes. you know, organization, you know, where Here all the forces it. are mar- marshaled. Taxes, and- <laughs> I was going to say, about time my tax dollars were spent the way... <laughs> We have to involve NASA, international, all kinds of international I'm really treaties. in favor of censorship. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I want to play, the, when, you, when you first offered or, or pitched this idea to me, Bob, instantly, instantly, this is the song I okay, thought of. Great. I had to give it no thought. Long, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How many drives have I been on with, <laughs> with the windows down? And I'm just feeling life, right? I feel so alive and I'm, I'm getting the whole mystery of life in this one song. And I, I don't really ever need to hear it ever again. It's been 40 years of it. I worked in a record store at the time this record came out, and how many times we played that song over and over again. Oh, how bet. many people asked for that song? I can... Do you have that, it's like America, and it's... it's like something died, the music died, died song. The day yeah. the music died. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I think we do. <laughs> but so, I still think it's a wonderful, great song. It's a, it's a great song. song. One of the all-time greats. So but. we're so we're talking about Don McLean's American Pie. I don't think you've mentioned the name oh, of the artist or the title. Because here it comes, right? <laughs> Let's hear it. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day I, I'm, I I'm torn because I think, I, I think of my two-year-old and my five-year-old. If I played this for them, they'd love it. And yeah. they just want to hear it more. This is why I'm talking about cryogenic freezing. Because I do like this song. But I also, th- and, and, and I will tell you, there are people who remain obsessed with this song and who are still picking apart the mythology of this song. I was interviewed for a piece on, BB, on BBC America about this song and why this song endures. 35 years after it came out. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, probably on an anniversary or something like that. So, I mean, this song does still fascinate a lot of people. My other defense of this song is I really like this record. I really like this album. There are other yeah. gorgeous Vincent songs. Vincent is a favorite of mine. And, yeah. uh, I, I'm Don McLean, talented dude. But yeah. this song. So where are you going on this? Are you are you saying we should? Uh, this is untouchable, Steve. Oh, I mean, would I say untouchable? I don't yeah, want to hear. There's a, two choices, Steve. Okay, I don't want to hear a cover of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well no, nobody's going to cover this song. I mean, this is one of those great songs that actually people didn't cover. Thank goodness. You don't right? think yeah. th- there weren't big not. group sing-alongs at the end of some? Uh, big uh, festival concert or something or benefit or it's not a well covered song not like yesterday or something right and here's here's another thing though if you hate this song the way I hate let's say Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf Maybe my least favorite song of all time. The issue with it that a lot of people have, Bob is signaling Robin to play it. The issue that people have with it uh, when they hate it is I hate it and it's so long. It goes on for absolute ever. And so if it is a song that makes you miserable when you hear it, it's especially punishing. It's three times as punishing as a a shorter song you don't like. <laughs> yeah, let this one go on a little bit. Well, I remember that little thing. Uh, I can't, actually, I can't. No, I. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Meatloaf. Oh. You know, Bob, you have a pick that falls under this category that they, I, that they just it won't stop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> This bird can sing. <laughs> Free bird. 
So where do you all come down on this? Totally retire this I one. Totally, I'd be totally, totally retire this one. I see Steven's this pain song means in the face. so much to so many I people. would say it's become a parody of itself. It's been so used that nobody takes it seriously Here's anymore. what I think should be retired. Nobody takes this song seriously. Here's what should be retired. I'm going to say don't retire this song. This song means a lot to a lot of people. I'm going to say retire the art, and this should have been done decades ago, retire the, the act of calling out Freebird at concerts. Mm, I think a, that's died out, though. I mean, I think uh, it has too. Nah, I, I still hear it every day. Really? I mean, it's usually coming from me, <laughs> but it is said at concerts. And for someone, who, someone who's 14 years old who doesn't know what we're talking about, can can okay. someone just explain Freebird and calling out Freebird? Uh, Bob, I think you're the best qualified. <laughs> <laughs> As the one who was around the oh, most yeah. when this song was out, uh, you know, it, it's just anthemic. It's the it's the ultimate like. Lighter waving. Lighter, it's yeah, lighters put, up. Put your hands in the Leonard air. Skinner. Wave your cigarette lighter. It's a Leonard Skinner song, and uh, and calling out Freebird is is the idea of calling out that thing that you and want so anytime bad. Anytime there's some big goodbye, yeah, on TV or films, I don't know what it is. It's Freebird is what they call up. Like I think when Conan uh, O'Brien, when he uh, after his short run as the host of the Tonight Show. Will Ferrell came out and did a version this, of Freebird. You mean? If I leave here tomorrow. How did you know? Read your mind, buddy. <laughs> and I would say, like, that that moment on TV was like, that's when I started thinking, like, this song has now become, it's, they're not doing it sincerely, I didn't think. I thought they're, they're making a joke out of it because they know it's become this cliche. Right. So the song has lost its power, I think, and it's time to hang up that jersey. I think, yeah, I think in the same way that we were talking about with Hallelujah. I mean, if you remember Kate McKinnon coming out on Saturday Night Live and singing Hallelujah right. as Hillary Clinton. Like, and I wanted so much, I, my shoulders kind of sank a little when she did that, only because I thought, this this is the best you can come, this right. is like, this is so, This is your commentary yeah. after the most momentous right. election, yeah. yeah. And and she had done a she did a brilliant Hillary Clinton. I'm not taking anything away from that, but that that moment was that I thought that song choice was kind of uh, weak. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yes. I mean, the fact that it was done by a comedian didn't help its case at all. But <laughs> but there is also like we've been can- we've been canceled. So you know what? Here's the show. Here's your show, everybody. <laughs> That's Will Ferrell singing Freebird on the Tonight Show in January of what 2010 or something. So you know what? Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have something that is decidedly not rock. Okay. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter: A People's History from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how her team makes an impact. We always do what we like to think of as actionable science. So 
The work that we do makes its way to things like nutrition and physical activity guidelines for cancer.org, where millions of people come each year to learn about how they can better prevent cancer. To learn more, go to cancer.org. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. Jump into a new perspective on performance apparel. Viore makes products that stand the test of time and hope to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Empowering your best life in clothing that can be worn for just about any activity from running to yoga. Visit viore.com NPR to receive 20% off your first purchase and enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. Discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. So we're back. We're uh, talking about uh, songs we should retire. And joining us is Tom Heisinger, NPR Music's classical expert, who's going to like put something on. <laughs> well, we started we started talking in the office. Like, is it is there anything in jazz or classical right. that like? There's definitely. plenty. There's Blue Danube Waltz, Paco Bell's Canon and D, mm-hmm. O Fortuna from Carmina Burana by Orff, Chopin's Minute Waltz. But I, as much as I love Wagner. I, I ended up with Ride of the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. I think we could retire that. Well, this one here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the soaring strings. Yes. When, when did it uh, reach its, uh, its pinnacle in, in terms of becoming part of our popular culture? In this country, would you say when it, when it appeared in Apocalypse Now, that was it? Like, it was at that point... Yeah. It was in everybody's ear. Absolutely. And of course, if you remember the scene from Apocalypse Now, I mean, it just kind of proves that this piece of music also kind of has some a kind of a patina of nastiness uh, about its association. So that's, of course, as this, this swarm of helicopters is uh, dropping napalm on innocent villagers. Um, but then uh, before that, it, it, in 1915, it appeared in D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation, which is a very controversial film for its racist overtones. And then it's racist tones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's just say it how it is. Uh, then, of course, there's a What's Opera Doc, the Bugs Bunny cartoon. I was going to say that was my first yeah. uh, first. Exposure I think a lot of a lot of people their first exposure was with Kill the Wabbit, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, North winds blow, <laughs> south winds blow. <laughs> it is amazing how much cartoons have shaped the way. Certainly, I view music. Uh, the I was listening to a classical station the other day, and the Barber of Seville came on, and I was like, Oh, this is this awesome. is. Uh, this, is the, this is the Barber of Seville, and and it was like, how did you? The person I was in the car with was like, how did you know that? I'm like, I can picture Elmer Fudd being tormented to this song. <laughs> oh yeah, Bugs Bunny is a uh, massaging yeah, his head yeah. during that. But but uh, you know, and then there's the uh, so Wagner, uh, as much as he he's great uh, as a as, as a composer, a yeah. uh, as a man, not so much. And that always reminds me of that Woody Allen line in the Manhattan Murder Mystery where they're. He and Diane Keaton are walking out of the Metropolitan Opera, and he says, you know, I just can't listen to any more Wagner, you know. I get the urge to conquer Poland. <laughs> so, I mean, we hear it too much. And not only have we heard it in in television and films, as people 
uh, you know, they're they're apt to sing it, you know, whether in a bar or to to uh, to punctuate some joke of theirs to you know to sing a little da 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 da, and yeah, yeah it gets it gets uh, it gets tiresome. Would think, you say though, undeniably great song, but it's lost its power? Well, I'd say undeniably great music. I mean, you've got these the 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 piece uh, opens the third act of Die Valkyra, and the, the you've got these. Uh, layers of brass and strings, the melodies and the brass, you've got these layers that build and build and build, and about three quarters of the way through it, then the whole orchestra just cranks on in crushingly with a piccolo soaring up at the top. And then you've got singing in it too, because after all this from an opera. So it's very powerful, very well-built music, but, um, you know, I think we can give it a rest. Yeah. My pick would have been Pachelbel's Canon. I mentioned that this morning, but... I'm not sure that's the greatest piece of music in the world, frankly. It's a, for me, it's a little bit of a one-trick pony, you know? It yeah. just... But that, is, that song is everywhere. It's like at every wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, so is the Albanonia Adagio. What's, you know, play that. So another one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you ever see the film Gallipoli? Yes. This was used in a very stirring moment in that movie. So here's here's another one that could go. Yeah. I'm going to play some. <laughs> <laughs> Lo, go forth and multiply. <laughs> I still love this song, though. And I'm going to play something completely different. Tom, if you want to escape, this is your, this is your, your, your this opportunity. Is your last oh, no. I got to hear uh, this. <clears throat> you ready? All right. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so Bob, oh you're you're, you're admitting Bob that this was a great song. It wasn't. It had all of the kind of the hooks that a great rock song should have. You know, this is taking care of business with Bachman Turner, Overdrive, and oh my God, and and I'm gonna let him. Actually, I'm not gonna let him sing. I'm gonna. I can do it if you no, want. No, no, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is even better. Okay. Watching an Office Depot commercial here. <laughs> and, and this is sort of like why some of our songs that we think are great are now awful because they've been used in places that uh, they never should have been played in and, and used for the, every occasion that the song could possibly fit in by yeah. music supervisors, by a- advertising folks. And sometimes it's just a simple uh, one-time association. If you think about the song uh, Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel, like you cannot hear that song now and not think of a guy's ear getting cut off in Reservoir Dogs. Bob has I no idea what you're but, talking but go about. On. Well, yeah. I, I can't uh, yeah, hear right, it. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, how, how about this? This may be the third rail of uh, right. rock song retirement. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What do you do about this? The stairway to heaven? The, the stairway to heaven problem. Mm. How do we, the question. The, the stairway to heaven conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I mean, there's a very good argument that this is the greatest rock song of all time. Right. Okay, so our combined ages are, 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 are fairly up there if you average us out. I know I skew you're, the, you're the average a little buster, higher, but, but we have... Um, we have Sal in here, who's our intern, mm-hmm. and Sal actually doesn't even have headphones on. Would, would you, uh, Stephen, give me your headphones? Sal, step up to the microphone. Sorry, 
that's all you're on. Have this you ever it. heard this song before? Do you do you know what this is? Yeah, I mean, I know it's I know it's Stairway to Heaven, but to be honest, I, I don't I haven't like religiously listened to this song. Are, are you you're not yet sick of it? No, 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 not at all. It, it, I feel like I may have heard this like two or three times. And, what? Whoa! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sound, you're about to have a religious experience. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you can say that to the interns. <laughs> oh, okay. As a manager. What did you just say? <laughs> I said, I don't think so. <laughs> wow. I, I think you should chuck this one. Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? It's not, their, it's not it's nearly their best song. What? It, it might be their most popular song. It's certainly not Led Zeppelin's best song. No possible way. Hmm. I wouldn't call it their best song, but it is uh, certainly an amazing rock song. Um, All right, let's, let, uh, let, let, let's sell. Let's give, give this a minute. I mean, we have to wait eight minutes before we that's get to true. the that's to the yeah, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> to the minute. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I don't have the attention span for that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Headphones off. Give them back to Stephen. Okay, wait a minute. I've got another possible <laughs> right, third right, rail right. one. Then you tell me about what you think of this one. <laughs> No, this has got to stay. Untouchable. <clears throat> I think this is untouchable, untouchable. Because, of, because of humor. Still has too. its power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this falls actually in a way in the same category as Stairway to Heaven, which is you cryogenically freeze it for ten to twenty no, years. No, I wouldn't freeze it. I like this song when it comes on. It makes me laugh. And laugh. It, it does. It's got because it was in a Wayne, guy in it was in Wayne's world. It's got that, but but yeah. but there's so much. Uh, there's so much humor in this song and the production and so forth. They're playful. They're oh, it's this just song a, isn't funny. It's a very dark song. It's a dark song. And, that's and, and it's also produced. just well, it just rocks. Well, I mean. of course, I like it because it's a little miniature opera within itself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. so and yeah. I like it because it was in Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World, Bob was a movie. I actually <laughs> saw Wayne's World. Oh, you did not. I did. It's it's one of my seven movies. <laughs> I think I, I'm tired of hearing this song in commercials. That's true, too, too but, but I'm not tired of this. <laughs> right? Every single head is bobbing. One second. This is the moment. Oh my God! Yeah, no, this song shouldn't go in. Right. Okay. So one more. Give, give me that chord. I, I will say something happens with a lot of these songs like this. You've heard them so many times; they become wallpaper. You forget that it was actually an incredible song, yeah. right? Like Hey Jude. Like I've heard Hey Jude so many times. It, well, that's what happens in classical music too. Beethoven's Fifth is the most popular symphony in the world, but if you're sitting in the audience and you hear a good performance of it, it's massively powerful. I'm gonna play this. Uh, Same band, different song. What do we do? My kids request this all the time. If I'm in a stadium, they can play whatever they want. Give me your headphones. I love that we're basically using our intern as a lab rat. Wait, what did you want from me on this? Retire it? Retire it or keep it? I think we are the champions has to be retired before oh, this, this. This is oh before this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the priority. I tell you what though, when 
when uh, Brian May's guitar kicks in at the end of that song, it's pretty awesome. I'm willing to forgive sports anthems. Like, if, if something still sounds great in a stadium, I don't think it needs to go anywhere. The, the other question is, is like, in the case of what Tom picked, uh, there are moments in movies that require that thing, that that building uh, in the case of uh, That's why get a good get a good music supervisor, pick a different. I mean, song. I think John sure. Williams stole from that, don't you? Don't you think? Oh, I and, think John Williams has stolen from many people. Right. That's another discussion. <laughs> That's another discussion. <laughs> and, and, but what do you, me. What do you replace? We will rock you uh, with. What do you replace? <laughs> what is? What is it that you put in its place? Oh, wait, wait, wait! Bring it back up. <laughs> Hear the little synth line creeping in. Just wait for this. It is pretty great. All right. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I think, I think our, our time is just about up in here. I think we go out on this. We put up a poll, retire or keep it, uh, and uh, we'll let our audience decide from here. Thanks, everybody, for doing this. Thanks, thanks you. Bye. All right, thanks. Thank you, Brian May. Thank you, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Champion music, it's all songs considered. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR.